welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Orson. Today we'll be talking about a whole bunch of fantastic films including Cars 3, The Mummy. We're also going to be talking about the DVD, Elisa Knows What to Do Season 1. We're also going to be talking about the 75th anniversary of Bambi and also the DVD Super 4 Enchanted Island. We'll also be talking about the film festival, New Media Film Festival. But today we're going to start off the show by talking about the brand new animated film, Cars 3, with Naeem and Lucia, who are both from New York. So how are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Good. So Naeem, let's start off with you. What did you think of the new add-on to the Cars series? Well... I love when a movie starts off strong with a lot of action, and Cars 3 did that, which I really enjoyed. The only thing that I didn't really like was that there was a lot of talking in the movie, like maybe too much talking instead of like more action, because like Cars 3, it's about racing and Lightning McQueen and stuff. There's a little too much talking, but I, I thought that it was a great, like, sequel to Cars 1 and 2. Now, uh, Lucia, have you seen the previous Cars films? I have not, actually. I've All only right. seen this one. So, if since you had no prior information from the previous films, what did you think of the story, and was it easy to follow? It was actually pretty easy to follow, and it was really... I, lo- I loved the action in the beginning when when they just start racing, and I was like, now that is a movie. It does sound very cool, and from the trailers, it looks beautiful, which leads to my next question. Naeem, what did you think of the animation? Because with the whole bunch of different things they did in the film, it looks just gorgeous. The animation, I wouldn't say it was perfect. Well, I, I in my last review... Um, Fast, The Fate of the Furious, I talked about the best, that was the best animation that I've ever seen. Even though it's not the same type of animation, I didn't think that, I I mean, it looked pretty realistic, but I think it could have done a better job. Um, Like, just being more descriptive and putting details, like, I could tell that it was fake snow in some of the scenes and stuff, but besides that, it was pretty good, that uh, animation. Yeah, Pixar does kind of have a reputation. They definitely have the skill to do extremely realistic animation, but they often do a very cartoony feel, so it still feels like a cartoon, even though, like you said, films like Fate and the Fears do extremely realistic animation these days. So, Lucia, can you tell us the story of the film? So, the story of the film is that a new race car character, Jackson Storm, played by Army Hammer, is introduced... As a competition to our hero, Lightning McQueen. Unfortunately, Storm steals Lightning's thunder. Sorry, I had to resist. Um, (laughs) Viewers will find the racing sequences, which are many, extremely exciting. Uh, I actually jumped during the race through the forest at night with no headlights. Parents should know that there is another scene that might be disturbing to younger viewers 
which occurs during the Demolition Derby race called Crazy Eights at Thunder Hollow. Since all the cars are characters, the destruction that occurs could be considered quite violent. Hmm. Very interesting. And Naeem, have you seen the previous films in the series? When I was younger, I saw, I think I saw both. I'm not sure if I saw it from the beginning to the end, but I'm pretty sure I've saw both. So how do you think this compares to the other films in the series? Well, I don't really remember the other ones that much, but I remember the other ones being more focused on on racing and not that much about the storyline and stuff, which I guess, which I think Cars 3 was more focused on the storyline. Like, I wanted, at the end, I'm not going to reveal what happens, but at the end, I wanted someone to win, but instead, he he did win. It's I'm not going to go into too many details. You'll just have to find out. In a different way. Uh, yeah. All right, we don't want to spoil it. We don't want to spoil it. We're not. It. Don't worry. <laughs> well, that sounds, yeah. uh, it sounds different. Hopefully, it came out better, even though it didn't have as much racing. You're listening to Kids vs. Coming Attractions, and right now we're talking about the brand new Cars film, Cars 3. We're talking about the plot and how it's different from the previous one. It's when it's less of a focus on racing, it's more of a focus on the story, the characters. And since this is an animated film, let's talk about the characters and the cast that makes them come to life. So, Lucia, what do you think of the voice acting? We have the wonderful Owen Wilson playing Lightning McQueen. We have Cristela Alonso playing uh, Cruz, Marie, Cruz Ramirez. We have Larry the Cable Guy playing Vader and a lot of other people. So what did you think? Well, I've seen, I've seen like clips of Cars um, before, like, like in the other movies, but I never really saw like the actual movies. But then I was, I was listening to Mater's um, voice and I was, and I just got, I just, I just started to watch a little bit of um, uh, stand, stand up comedy. And then I remember, and then I, I noticed Mater's voice and it was Larry the Cable Guy. And I told my mom, Ma, it's Larry the Cable Guy who plays Mater. And, and he, and my mom said, Oh yeah, he has a recognizable voice. And then, and then later on in the film, I was I was listening, and then at one point I was like, "Hey, wait, it's Owen Wilson." I thought each of those characters, Mater and Lightning McQueen, with Owen Wilson and um, Larry the Cable Guy, they just blended in. Uh, they just matched their characters all all the way. They definitely had really good chemistry, and it is really hard to do an animation since you're not actually interacting with your fellow actor or actress. It's all via right. animation. Yeah, so that's very impressive that they have a good relationship, and kudos to the actors for making that come alive. So, Naeem, would you say that the story kept your attention the whole time? Most of the time, it's that for, like, when there would be, like, a at least five minute lecture on something that didn't really need to be or could have had more action while they were talking. Like they could be racing while they're talking and stuff like that. Well, how many stars would you give it? I'll give it like a 3.9 out of five. <laughs> and why not four or five out of five stars? Because of the storyline. And also um, the, vo- the voice is really blended in. It's a, Mater or Mater, I Mater. can't really pronounce it. Yeah, Mater. In the movies before, his voice was like 
deep and since Mater's a truck it like sounded like it, it just like had this feel to it that Mater was like a truck without even looking at him which I thought was really funny but in this one he's Perry uh, he still did a great job it's just I like the voice before uh, in Cars 1 and 2. Hmm, that's interesting. I didn't notice anything from the trailer's eclipse, but Mater was a very small part of it, which I kind of noticed as well. Cars 2 focused heavily on him, but Cars 3, it seems like he's not even there. So, Lucia, how many stars do you give it? I gave it five out of five stars because I was just really... Since I've never seen any of the Cars 1 or 2... I was just really surprised at how every how, I, I was just really surprised at the storyline and how it was just let's see like I I felt like I felt like there was like half racing and and half storyline so it had a nice balance. Well, that is good to hear. It is hard to achieve such a balance, but it's good that this film got it. And Lucia, you were talking previously about some more mature segments that may not be best for young children. So what would be your overall age rating for the film? This would be children ages 7 to 18, I'd say. The reason why is that, okay, when I went to AMC movie theater, there were so many reporters and they brought their kids. So I was like, hey. That's cool. So kids can watch it now. It was around like, well, since I'm 18, so, and a lot of kids were like seven or eight or so. So I was like, pretty good age range to seven to 18. Well, that's good to see that. It's really a very broad range. Naeem, do you agree, disagree? Well, I, I disagree a little bit because in, so there's like one scene that has, it's basically they're all all the cars are slamming into each other, but right. I mean, it's not. I remember. Yeah, it's not that like actual actual violence. It's just like cars hitting each other. And even if a parent did listen to like my review on Kids First, and I said seven out of eighteen, they'd probably still take their three year their five year old to the movie because it's a cars movie and um. It's directed towards, well, the one and two are directed towards little kids. And I think three was directed towards all ages. So I'm going to give it an age range of five to 18. And adults would also love to watch it with their kids. Well, then it's a perfect family film. You heard it here. It's generally pretty good for all ages. Lucia, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Thank you as well, Naeem. You're welcome. For our viewers, if you would like to check out Cars 3, it is out now, so definitely check it out. It looks like a fantastic film, and like we said, it's a perfect family film. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. This show is sponsored by Thomas Edison Secret Lab. It's always Sharkus. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about the new Cars 3. We're going to continue this wonderful show by talking about the films The Mummy, Super 4, and Bambi, the 75th anniversary. Right now, I'm here with the wonderful Lucia talking about the new TV TV show. Alisa knows what to do, and what we're going to do is talk about it. So, um, Lucia, tell us about the show and um, what you thought about it. I thought it was pretty good. It reminded me of an old show. Maybe you've heard of an old uh, kid show that I I watched like a little bit, but then I was like, eh, uh, Cyber Chase. Heard of Cyber I've- Chase? It was like that. Yeah, it, it, it reminded me of Cyber Chase because it was, like, all about space. Except the animation was completely different. It was, like, cartoon. Cyber Chase was cartoony, and it's, like, for Alicia knows what to do, it's, like, not cartoony. But not, like, live action, but yeah. It, it looks like it's a beautiful CGI, especially for yeah, the show. Yeah, that's what I, I meant, yeah. So um, what did you enjoy most about it? Like, what did this show bring to you that other shows made? Not provide. What I think was appealing was that Alisa is the boss of everyone. She obviously knows what to do. I also like the animation aspect because the special effects are very cool. But one part I didn't like is that the teacher is so strict. I is think that, so. Will be that's relatable because we don't like strict teachers. But um, why don't you like that? Because. So in the beginning, you see Elisa and her friends in the classroom, and the teacher just yells a lot and like always mad at every little thing. And they're little, and they're and they're teenagers. They're supposed to act like that. I mean, my teachers love me, so it's fun to see like like other teachers' perspectives on like other teenagers. So I was like, I thought that was good. Well, teenagers are a handful. We get yelled at. Quite a bit, and for good reason at some points. What season of the show did you watch? I watched the first season. First season. So what do you feel like, what kind of, what direction do you see the show going? I like how each episode, Alisa is always figuring out something new, and that she and her friends are just trying to solve the situation. And that 
I like when she was just being the boss of everyone, but in a nice way. So, yeah, um, yeah being a leader. Now, what does this show teach kids? There are two very important messages that are shown in the television show. Every problem has a solution, and teamwork is the key. I love how the person who usually comes up with the answer is a girl. <laughs> and, and also, I like how everyone helps each other out when they are in a complicated situation. Sounds like a fun show. Now, what would you say yeah. is the range for this show, and uh, how many stars would you give it in total? For the range, I'd say ages 5 to 10, because it's a little kid's show, and some 10-year-olds some will like it, but also some 5-year-olds will like it. It's definitely, it's definitely not like Dora the Explorer, where they ask you, where is the map, or whatever. They, uh, they just It's just fun to see what, what Elisa is up to, and, and everything. And then... For the stars, I also give this show five out of five stars because I think a child would enjoy the action, adventure, and problem-solving in the show. The show is fun and also educational. Sounds like it has everything you want and more in a television show. Well, thank you so much, Lucia, for talking about Elisa Knows What to Do. You're welcome. If you want to go check out the DVD of this show, you can get on your local Amazon or different ways, just it's our DVD now, so please go check it out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. This show is sponsored by Thomas Edison's Secret Labs. It's always sharkest. We're going to continue this show talking to Dariana about New Media Film Festival. Now, this seems like an amazing film festival in L.A. So, um, Dariana, the film festival just ended, am I correct? Yes. And uh, how did you enjoy your time there? Um, it was really fun and amazing, and the New Media Film Festival was showing a bunch of films that used new technology, like there were some films that, were, that used drones that were in 3D, so it was really an amazing experience to watch all of them. Now, when I was looking at this film festival, it's, it's very fascinating because it's, there's a lot, not only does it show films and web series pilots, but it really explores the virtual reality and 3D labs and all that fun stuff that not many film festivals do. First of all, let me ask, like, is this your first ever film festival? Yeah, I guess it is. It is my first film festival. Fantastic. And so what did you enjoy most at this film festival? I definitely enjoyed meeting all the people there who, who directed or acted in the film. That was one of my favorite parts. And I also loved watching the films, too. Definitely. That's what's great about film festivals is a lot of times the filmmakers themselves are there to do Q&As and answer any questions about the film. Um, did you do any of that? Did you ask any questions for any filmmakers? Yes, I asked them a lot of questions. It's a perfect place to do that. So uh, what's a film that stood out to you the most and did you get to meet the filmmaker? There was one. It was called... Uh, I remember what it was about. It was it's shadow figures, and it was about paranormal things. I really liked that one, and I got to meet the main characters from it. So I really liked it, and it was really cool because all of the films were from other, not just from the United States, but other places like Brazil and Russia and the UK. So that was really cool too. Definitely, be able to see films from all over the world. So with this 
film that you saw and you met the actors, on, is, what kind of questions did you ask them? I asked them about their experience filming and about like how how making this film uh, affected their lives and how it was cool to to be for it to be in this film festival. And uh, what was their response? Their response was that it was really fun because it was one of their first times like being interviewed. I guess I, they were very new to it, so it was kind of cool to interview them. Wonderful. Did you get check out any of the virtual reality or 3D events? I got to check out Eon and Chrysalis. Those were 3D films. Those were amazing. And my favorite parts, not all, they were really cool. And I also really loved the music that they had. Yeah, when I was looking up, I saw Chrysalis, like, a little trailer for it. And it was absolutely beautiful. It's a film from yeah. Singapore, if I'm correct. Yes, and- it is about butterflies and it just it looks absolutely gorgeous so um do you can you go more in depth about how it, the 3d technology just literally made you trans just transported you into the film it was so amazing because of course theaters are dark so you most you only see the screen and like you are it, it basically is being in the inside the place they're taking you and I think the fact that it was 3D added to that, too, because I just wanted to reach out and touch stuff, and it was really amazing. That sounds absolutely wonderful. So, Diana, um, last question. For anybody who, any first-timers going to film festivals or going to this film festival in particular, is there any advice you would give them? I would say to them that I would, I would tell them good luck and that... <laughs> <laughs> That if they, even if they don't win anything, just the fact that they submitted and the chance to be there is just an amazing experience. Well, so. I'm glad you had a good time there. And I, would you go there again? Definitely. I'll hopefully join you next year. That sounds like a fun <laughs> festival. I'd love to go. Well, thank you very much, Diana, for talking about the New Media Film Festival. Of course. To learn more information, go to the New Media Film Festival website. They have all the events and all the planning. Follow and us hopefully on Twitter you go check out the Voice wonderful America, events there next Get year. Get the lowdown on With guests, that said, new shows, take a break. and I'm your, your favorites. Host, That's and this Voice America TRS and Secret Labs. It's always to become a kid's first film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year, or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You 
are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and we just got done talking about the new media film festival. Elisa Knows What to Do and Cars 3. We're going to continue the show by talking about Super 4 and Bambi, the 75th anniversary. Right now I'm here with Alejandra and Morgan talking about the new movie, The Mummy. Now, I've seen a lot of advertising for this, and this is the... First installment of Universal Studios Dark Universe. It looks it looks interesting. So um let's get right into it. Alejandra, what did you think about this in general? Well, I mean, what I thought about the mummy, it's not one of my it's not what one movie I would watch. Like it's not one like one movie I would like wait in line to watch. It's not my kind of a genre. But yeah. I thought it was very well done. I thought it was very because it, it, it was big on suspense. Like, there were a lot of suspense moments and, like, tense moments. So that was probably the best part that I liked. But, yeah, I thought it was cool. Interesting. And, Morgan, what did you think about The Mummy? I th- I was actually wrapped up in this movie from the moment it started. And then uh, I just got unraveled because I was just like, oh, my gosh. I got scared. And at the same time, as the story progressed, I had a few jump-out-of-my-seat moments. And it was absolutely fantastic. And Miss Mummy was, like, scary, and it was funny, and it creepy, and it was just fabulous in a way. And you were just like, I absolutely loved it. All the characters worked together, put their hearts and souls into this film, and you just loved it for this reason. Now, I'm a little bit biased because I my one of my favorite movies growing up was The Mummy, uh, the Mummy with Brendan Fraser, another Universal Pictures film. And that was a long time ago, back in the 90s. And when I heard that this one was coming out, I'm just like, really? Another mummy movie? So, um, Alejandra, I understand this may not be the kind of film that you would go out and see, but like, what what surprised you about this film? Well, I talked to my dad before when I found out I was going to watch Mummy. I talked to my dad, and he told me that there were previous, there were previous versions of the movie. And he told me that it was pretty much like, the plot was still the same, but of course the effects, the actors, and some scenes were different. So I thought that they kept that like the same plot toward the movies. That's what my dad told me. So yeah. And um, what was back to my question? What surprised you? That well, what were you pleasantly surprised about this movie? Well, I was surprised that um, of all the effects they used, like you. You would think that they were not using a lot of effects, a lot of editing, but it really like if you know about that stuff, you really notice that they used a lot, and it's very impressive to see how the technology has improved like throughout the years. So I thought that was very impressive, and that's what surprised me about it. Or I, like it surprised me. I mean, if you compare it to the other versions of the movie, the older versions, you see the difference. Definitely, we've gone a long way in our technology. Yeah. <laughs> But technology can only go a long way, but we need can only go a long way without a good, compelling story. So, uh, Morgan, yes, of course. Morgan, um, let's let's start with you. What um, what did you think about the characters in this film? Because even though we got a star-studded star-studded cast, Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise, I mean, how do they do with the with the script? Oh my gosh, um, Tom Cruise, who plays Nick Norton, is a treasure hunter who is out for the money, honestly. And I think that he was actually fantastic because he is just 
really amazing way that he's able to play the character. I enjoy his character for his humorous brave, and he's always fantastic the way that he's able to get in crazy situations. And I guess that's what happens when you're on the run and just having fun with your friends. Plus, ladies, you do have to admit, he has been working out. And also, uh, Jake Johnson, who plays Chris Vale, is the humorous sidekick of Tom Cruise, Nick Norton. And he had me laughing throughout the movie. And his quick one-liners and encouraging speeches were hilarious. And he really was the humor, so you got to laugh every once in a while. And he has a couple of flaws and everything, but that keeps you intrigued. And Sophia Bonatella, who plays Met, is the fantastic princess who is Egyptian. And she also has her mission to find the one and only Tom Cruise, Nick Norton. And she is in love, and she has her heart throb and her eyes set on him. And she will not let anybody get in her way. And she can move her body in mysterious and creepy ways, and you're just, like, awe-inspired by this. And I was like... That is a pure it's sinister, and I was like, "How can you do that? That's jaw dropping to me." Very interesting. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Thomas Edison Secret Labs. It's always sharkest. We're going to continue this seg- this segment talking about the Mummy with Morgan and uh, Alejandra. So, this is the first installment of the Universal Studios Dark Universe, as I mentioned before. And with that said, uh, Morgan, do you feel like this film made you excited for the next upcoming films? Because now we have Bride of Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, all the famous movie monsters coming back into the 21st century. I do think this is actually going to make me very excited, and I'm like, really 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 happy to see this coming out because little lots of kids are going to be really happy to see this and i know that teenagers are going to really love this because there's so many people who love the school um school rules and such and we have many different characters out there so it would be really kind of fantastic to see the old school monsters come back and also some people who remember it from their childhood are going to be like oh i remember that and they're going to really want to come to the movie theater more often i will have to say i i think the idea is fantastic it's a great idea but so far from what i'm seeing it's not the not the best start to a franchise because I feel like so many studios are just trying to build their own universe because, hey, if Marvel's doing a successful job doing it, why don't we do it? So it's an interesting take to go, but hopefully the movies progressively have a bigger bang at the box office and with critics because so far, what I've seen so far, The Mummy is not starting off the universe very well, but hopefully we continually see more. So um, with that said, I have to say that even though both of you seem like you enjoyed this film. The majority of the critics for many uh, have given not the most favorable reviews. What would you say, uh, let's go with Alejandra, what would you say um, to the critics who may not enjoy this film? Like, what do you feel like there's, uh, that is wrong with this film that could have been fixed? Or um, do you disagree? Well, I think I'm one of the critics that didn't, I mean, I liked the movie, but I didn't enjoy it that I would go like, in a line to see the movie. So I would tell them to watch it because it's worth it. The plot is amazing, and you can see the difference between the old The Mummy movies and this one since it's from another year, and it's a continuance. So I think it's worth it. I th- I, I would tell them to go watch it. All right. 
And do you feel this film lacked anything in any areas? Um, no. I didn't think it was lacking anything. I thought it was very well done and very well applauded. Okay, then. And um, are you excited for the Dark Universe continuation? <laughs> yes, I am. I saw the continuance um, between the Mummy movie, so I am very excited for the other continuance. Wonderful. Uh, and so, how many stars would you give it, Morgan? I would definitely have to say that I give this wrapped up five out of five wrapped up mummy stars for sure. Wonderful. And what would you say is the age range, Alejandro? Um, I would say it's from it's from like thirteen teenage to adult years. And why would you say that? I would say that because I mean I think the plot I don't think a kid would understand it or enjoy it. So I think a teenager would start enjoying it and to adult years. I mean my dad loves the movie, so that's why I say it. Wonderful. Morgan, what would you say is your favorite part in Tolkien? Ooh, John, that's a, actually a really difficult question. I liked all of them, but I think one of my absolute favorite parts would be the car chase that they're having with the mummies, because I found it actually very entertaining, and I thought it was actually really hilarious. And one of the things that I did actually really like about the film was that they included so many different things, like they had the car chase as well as the scenes with the mummy, and they also had the flying airplane scenes, and they had all the terrific graphics. But one thing that I thought was a little bit offbeat was that they had Tom Cruise get beat up so much, and, like, he never actually, like, had any blood or anything. So they actually basically told kids, go ahead and do this. And so, kids, if you are listening, please do not try any of the stunts that he's doing. It's going to really hurt you, and you're going to be in the hospital or something bad's going to happen. So be aware of that. Definitely. Do not try this at home, kids. Do not go out and fight ancient mummies from thousands of years ago, and you're just going to lose. So, life lessons, people. Life lessons. Well, thank you so much, Morgan and Alejandra, for talking about The Mummy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. This film is out in theaters now, so please go check it out and um, see what you think. And I'm excited to see what Universal has more to offer. With that said, let's take a break. I am your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Thomas Edison Secret Labs. It's always trying us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Contractions. We are done talking about brand new movies. Now we're going to kind of jump back 75 years ago, and we're going to be talking about an older movie. That movie is the 75th anniversary of Bambi. We're going to be speaking with Morgan, who lives in L.A. So, Morgan, how are you doing today? I'm doing terrific. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm doing fantastic. So, for people who do not know, what is the story of Bambi? And what did you think of this 75th anniversary edition of this story? Oh my goodness, I absolutely adore Bambi. Happy birthday, Bambi. And I know it's it's the 75th anniversary has finally arrived. And I was actually one of the lucky ones to see it at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, California. And it's fantastic. It was actually originally released in 1942, surprisingly. And we are now, 75 years later, all the way to the year uh, 2017. And... I'm surprised that it's been this long. So I actually love this beautiful screening. It is fantastic the way that they are able to keep the originality of it. And it's about an adorable baby skunk as well as a rabbit and also a one and only deer who is trying to grow up and he's trying to find his way around the world. And he's basically trying to find out what's in the forest along with his friends uh, Flower and Thumper, and they're all trying to figure out what, who everybody is and figure out who they are in the process. Now, the story is definitely a classic. So for people who already saw the film Bambi many, many times, what type of, type of special features that are exclusively on this DVD do they get? Oh, well, I actually didn't get to see the DVD. I saw it in the El Capitan Theater. I but see. At the El at the El Capitan Theater, they did have one of the fantastic animators there, whose name is Andres DJ, who worked on Bambi Number no. 2, but he was able to work with and chat with the people from the original Bambi early in his career. So he was able to show us his fantastic knowledge and his insight with a presentation, and it was spectacular and a definite treat indeed for all the Bambi fans, including myself. Well, that's very cool. Can you say anything you learned from that uh, talk? Well, I actually learned that drawing uh, deer is actually a very hard task indeed. I am not a good drawer, so the movement of four separate legs as well as the body and neck would be difficult. And the task was even complicated for the experts, he said, because they had to um, show where all the spots were and they had to make sure that everything was perfect so they had to design everything and make sure that it stayed in the same place while he was jumping and everything so that way when he was moving around they couldn't be able to make sure that it looked the same and as well as when he was standing still and also when they were doing the sketches he got to show us all the developing processes of the drawings to when they got to the adorable characters that was shown shown today such as flower thumper and bambi as well as the mother and so on 
You know, when I look at these, I'm also a terrible drawer. When I look at these historical pieces or modern pieces that have hand-drawn drawing, I just think that must be so hard. And that's such a good art form because it takes so much work. You know, we're really spoiled with our CGI programs that do everything automatically by computers. It's just nice to see classic films like Bambi who did things by hand. So how many stars would you give this film and why? Oh, my goodness. I have to say that I give Bambi a definite absolute five out of five spotted thumping twinkling stars i absolutely love bambi from the dearest bottom of my heart well that's definitely true i mean how can you not love bambi and it is meant for kids but what age rating would you give it i would have to say that the film was actually rated g for general when it was originally released in 1942 and it still is definitely general for all audiences five to 18 is what i would give it Kids will love the adorable characters, including the funny lines like, you can call me Flower if you want to. And also all the quotes that Thumper says, like, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And everything that they have to say is just adorable. But also, there's also a couple of tragic moments in there that the kids will probably be like, they don't want to watch it or they might find pretty sad. But those are life lessons, so they will have to learn those at one point or another. And teens will also love this and it will remind them of their childhood, and so will adults. So it's really a general audience age range. Hmm, Very interesting. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about the 75th anniversary of Bambi. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. For our viewers, if you would like to check out the 75th anniversary of Bambi, reunite with the past or show their kids, the future generation, what you watched as a kid, definitely check it out. It's available now. You're listening Kids First Coming Attractions, and right now we are just talking about the 75th anniversary of Bambi, but now we're going to switch gears to the DVD, Superfur, Enchanted Island. We're going to continue talking to Morgan, who is from L.A. So, Morgan, can you tell us about this, and what did you think of it? Well, Super 4, Welcome to Enchanted Island, is eye-catching and entertaining as well. For the lessons are perfect for kids, and the animation is just terrific. Kids will love this DVD, and including myself, I absolutely loved it for many reasons. And they will talk about it for years to come, because it's absolutely adorable. The animation in the DVD is one of my favorite things, and I adore it. The characters all look like toys from Playmobil because the series is actually inspired by Playmobil toys as well as the sets. So everything that you see, it looks like they are built from the Playmobil blocks and they are built with the design. And also the animation is very colorful and joyous and it makes me feel all giddy whenever I watch the episode. So I really do enjoy that factor. Now, when I saw it, and I saw some previous for it, it looked like it was meant for more younger kids. Would you agree? Would you say that's really meant for all ages? Like, what would you say the age range is? Oh, I would have to say that it's actually, I would say that a good age range for Welcome to Enchanted Island is probably 6 to 12. Kids will love the quirky characters, the fun learning experiences with Twinkle, Alex, Ruby, and Jean. And they will also love the factor that is inspired by the Playmobil blocks. And that brings all kinds of worlds together into one big, huge, wondrous universe. So it is really fun. But they do teach lessons that most older kids will um, already know. So they'll be, it's not really too much for older kids. But they will enjoy it. Well, that makes sense. And the cast is Damien Ferret plays Alex, 
and uh, Leia de la Fobre. I'm sorry if I mispronounced this place. Ruby and a lot of other people. So what did you think of the voiceover acting since this is animated? Oh, wow. I absolutely love them. Alex, played by Damien Ferret, is the knight in shining armor to call when you need some help. He's always there for you and ready to lend a helping hand. Ruby, who is Larry uh, Ferret, is another good-hearted but mischievous character. For, she is definitely a pirate at heart, and even though she's trying to get rid of her some of her flaws, she still has a few of them, which I think is really funny. And also we have um, Gene, who's the futuristic kind of sci-fi guy, who is absolutely hilarious. And his name is Frank, Frank Loray, and he is a, um, absolutely fun, and I really do love him. And I think their voices were all terrific. They all really played the characters very well, because each one of them, they each show their emotions very well through the passion of their voices, and you can tell that. But my favorite character has to be Twinkle, played by Sarah Notchingham. Her voice is absolutely really sweet and innocent. And she's kind and good-hearted, and you can tell that she's very shy. And I love that she's able to show that, not only with her voice, but you can tell that she's very passionate about the role. Well, that sounds very cool, and it sounds like a great, absolutely great DVD. Now, how many stars would you give it, and why? Oh, wow. I would have to say that I would definitely give this DVD in particular um, five out of five golden wands. And I definitely want to say thank you to Encircle Entertainment because they did a fantastic job with working what they worked with because the Playmobil blocks are fantastic. It's a definite creative idea. And it was just terrific. And they can look, everybody who's watching this can look for Stornier View online uh, to find this wonderful DVD. And it's actually, right now you can look for it. And if you want fun and excitement and adventure in your home, well, go ahead and look forward to it because it's definitely around now. Well, like Morgan said, it is available now, and it sounds like a fantastic DVD that is very entertaining and great quality, so definitely check it out. Morgan, thank you so much for talking to me about Super, Super 4. Welcome to the Enchanted Island. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thanks so much, viewers, for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. And to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always Sharkist. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. <laughs>